You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Hello and welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge, the best show in all of the United States of America to talk about healthcare reform. The Affordable Care Act, the IRS reporting requirements for the Affordable Care Act, and anything to do with health care, you're going to find it here on America's Healthcare Challenge. And I'm Alan Hager. And, you know, we just heard from Sean talking about the Affordable Care Act reporting requirements and what E.D. Bellis can do for you. Well, I'll tell you what, the more and more that we see these Healthcare co-ops go under, the more I'm wondering what is going to happen to our insurance system if a bailout ends up coming to companies that can't afford to pay out claims for these health care plans that were created by the Affordable Care Act. And what do I'm what am I talking about? Well, how many of you all remember Co-Opportunity Health or the Nevada Health Co-op? This is the third casualty in a year. Nevada Health last month, and I talked about it the last time I hosted, Nevada Health Co-op failed, and that's the third in a year of these startups created under the federal health care law to inject competition for coverage in certain parts of the country. You know, these... Co-ops are set up as nonprofit boards with with consumer-led boards. And the co-ops were designed to provide affordable insurance coverage to individuals and small businesses. You know, these guys were created under the law to offer alternatives to big health insurance providers like Blue Cross Blue Shield and Aetna and Humana and Cigna and Anthem. And the list goes on and on. And hopefully cheaper prices along the way would come about. Well, you see, as these new co-ops begin failing just a year into the effort to make the re- remake the healthcare industry with more competition and lower costs, the marketplace is providing hostile to newcomers trying to break into this market. Much like the airline industry is proven hostile to new carriers who are trying to get into that market. You know, faced with these conditions, the federal government promised to consider ways of helping them to get a firmer foothold, but they have failed to do so. The co-op's problems are also compounded by moves among the industry big companies like Anthem and Aetna, which plan to buy rivals like Humana and Cigna to become even bigger. You know, the latest, this failure of the Nevada Health Co-op is all about high medical costs and limited opportunities for new investment. You know, co-ops in Iowa and Louisiana also failed, that being co-opportunity in Iowa, which also had plans here in Nebraska. And out of the 20 that are left, 
15 are scrambling to have enough money to cover claims as well as enroll new customers as they enter their third year. We're seeing what people in the industry could have said many times all along. It's hard to start a new insurance company that's competitive. When there are market-driven forces holding these companies down, it's almost impossible to make any money to help these companies actually pay claims on the customers. See, when you have the number of customers paying a cheap cost for insurance and the amount of claims being paid out is more than what you're bringing in, well, I'm sorry to tell you, but that, that, that business is doomed to fail. You know, there's not enough money that the federal government is providing these co-ops to exist. You know, you're not going to get a lot of startup activity in the healthcare insurance market because of the many barriers uh, to entry. You know, the federal government is still saying that the rules are fair and that all insurers have benefited from the government's program to help pay for the most costly patients through the exchange program. But at the end of the day, if you look, only two for-profit companies that were not health insurance providers entered the marketplace. Oscar, a New York-based upstart with a Silicon Valley flair and planning to take on California and Texas. And Zoom Plus, which received approval here recently to sell policies in Oregon. As Josh Kushner the co-founder of Oscar said, it's really difficult to build a business in the insurance market. We expect to lose $27.5 million this year. Even though we raised about $350 million and $32.5 million was from Google Capital. Zoom Plus is a collection of urgent care centers billing itself as Kaiser 4.0, which most of you all know, Kaiser Permanente was the founder of the HMO back in the 70s. And so uh, Zoom Plus is competing against Kaiser in Oregon, the California HMO with all its doctors and hospitals that serve more than 10 million customers over uh, multiple states. Zoom Plus wants to combine a delivery system, currently 26 clinics across Portland and nearby uh, Vancouver, Washington, with a health plan and some of the same technological and consumer appeal as Oscar. You know, one of the great tools and technologies that I see coming down the pipe is telehealth and telemedicine. And this is a definite advantage and win for the consumer because you can stay in your house and a doctor can listen to your heart with a digital stethoscope. And a nephrologist can look at your feet and your ankles and listen to your heart and make a decision whether or not you need to go to a hospital. So telemedicine is definitely something I can see Zoom Plus is wanting to use. We use uh, telemedicine extensively here in the Omaha area to rural hospitals. And so at the end of the day, folks, it is going to be something that is coming down the pipe at the end uh, of our show coming up. Oh, excuse me. We're, we're not going to go to break. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, health co-ops and, you know, 
the idea of a health co-op is a great idea. The health co-op is a really good idea. But at the end of the day, how do you get involved in the insurance marketplace? And I'm going to tell you now, you know, when Assure Health, a for-profit insurer, tried an aggressive entry into the individual insurance marketplace, they stopped selling immediately. Uh, Even one of the popular new plans in Minnesota offered in 2014 by a collaboration of local hospitals and doctors, it no longer covers people through the state marketplace because it's not profitable for them to do so. The McKinsey Center for U.S. Health System Reform counted dropouts among insurance carriers that were selling insurance to individuals for the first time. It found eight carriers dropped out of nine states. Now think about that. Eight carriers dropped out of nine states. For example, in the state of Alabama, you only had about three or four carriers. Well, now they have one, Blue Cross Blue Shield, to cover state exchanges. Well, they don't have any reason to hold down cost, folks. It's just like the airline industry, and I always will refer to this. Deregulation of the airline industry and this monopolization of health insurance in the same way. You're not going to see costs cut by the insurance companies. You're not going to see costs cut by uh any of these providers of health insurance. In fact, the Affordable Care Act is not health care reform. You heard it here, yep. The Affordable Care Act is not health care reform in the true sense. It is insurance reform and always has been insurance reform. How do you provide health care insurance to individuals? Not health care, but insurance. How do you provide access to health care for the consumer. And the co-ops was one of its central functions and central pieces that they should have been providing. But at the end of the day, co-ops are going to fail. You know, some are some of these health care systems are going to have to offer their own health plans while others are going to probably push a Medicaid plan of some type. You know, Bernie Sanders is running for the White House, and he is an unavowed, self-proclaimed socialist. He wants a single-payer system, also known as Medicare for All. You know, he is quoted as saying, U.S. spends almost twice as much per capita as do people in any other country. We're the only major country on earth that doesn't guarantee health to all people as a right. Yet we spending we end up spending much more than any of the other countries. So we need to move toward a Medicare for all single payer system. That's not me. That's one of your presidential candidates, Bernie Sanders, saying that. He doesn't have much praise for the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act, which is the real name of the Affordable Care Act and Obamacare, or whatever you want to call it. He supports Medicaid expansion. You know, he, he supports vaccines, even though there's other things that show that he has said exactly the, the opposite of that. He wants to combat the primary care physician shortage, which is another reason 
why we should be looking at health care costs overall and why government is not the best answer for health insurance or health care reform. We cannot depend on government, Mr. Sanders. We cannot depend on government to make the right choice when it comes to providing access to care, access to wellness, not illness, wellness. And that's what we're talking about. We should be focused on wellness, not illness. Ladies and gentlemen, we're coming to the end of an hour of America's Healthcare Challenge, and I love being on the show. And if you need any assistance in your healthcare reform marketplace, if you need any information, go to our SoundCloud page. Go to AmericasHealthCareChallenge.com. Go to EdBellisInc.com. Look at America's Canary on Twitter. We are your canary in the coal mine, digging up all of the information that you need to know about in the healthcare marketplace. And I look forward to seeing you all and hearing you all next week on yet another episode of America's Healthcare Challenge. Thank you and have a wonderful afternoon. <laughs>